You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. With your host, Derek Hubbard, Eric Barsh, and Jake Smith. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. What's up, Mega Bullers? Welcome to episode 11 of the Derek's Mega Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Hubbard. Alongside of me, we have Jake Smith and Eric Barsh. Week five, actually, is it week six? Week five of the NFL season is in the books, and we are ha- almost halfway through our Derek's Mega Bull regular season. Some injuries happen, of course, but otherwise a pretty normal week of fantasy football we got a good show for you we have our rapid takes we have our love hates um, we have the good the bad the ugly our normal lineup but before we get in let's say hi to eric and jake eric you got a little new look to you like you it's like you have a glow today like did something happen in week five that didn't happen previously oh you? i thought you were to comment on my nice new haircut i just got last huh. night no. yes i did finally get a win Feels really good. That must Sunday be. Sunday was actually enjoyable this week. Yeah, about time you got a W. Jake, you look the same, I must man. Look like a turd. I look like a turd because <laughs> I'm a turd. I'm still uh, don't have a win yet in the Mega Bowl. So it looks like you're out to kill somebody. You're wearing the the, the Freddy Krueger sweater. I mean, this is my normal look. In case you're wondering, I usually wear kind of. I'm kind of a lumberjack. I, Jake, you were my game of the week in the Backstreet Boys division, and you just, and the O and four Tyler Ames play each other, and you almost got beat by a hundred points. I mean, you're 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 feeling a little bit of my pain too, though, with Jonathan Taylor. Oh yeah, that I mean, that's a killer. And now he's um, not practicing there, today, which makes it even worse. Makes me scared for this upcoming weekend. There's some positivity with with me going forward. Um, I'll finally have a second running back with. Um, Kenneth Walker because Rashad Penny got hurt. So I should have two number one running backs. Finally, uh, my wide receivers just ain't panning out Pitt, Pittman and Higgins. Uh, nice. Ain't, they ain't working. Hey, I think they're both good, but not fantasy yeah. this year. They're, they'll have their weeks. They're not, I mean, they're guys that you're going to start. Yeah. Penny helps you. Penny hurts me the last Two weeks of fantasy football jonathan taylor javante williams and rashad penny that, oh really that oh, so you're done me. you're done dude yeah yep i got three wins That's though tough. so i am i'm feeling pretty good that i won't finish last overall but Can, jake you're yeah i'm on pace you're I'm on you good pace, on right pace. Now. i ain't scoring points i'm not winning no well, is, there, mean, is there 11 weeks or 12 weeks there's 11 weeks of the regular season so yeah, we are you're, right you're, close to the halfway you have to win out I mean, can we just quit talking about our mega bowl teams? Let's talk about other people's. Yeah. So speaking of other people, um, high points for week five goes to Nick Budin, who scored a 209.16 points. He won against Alex Ames by over a hundred points. I don't think we've had a hundred point victory yet. And if we have, I completely missed it. Sorry to you that has done that, but that's an ass whooping in my books. Jake, you, 
got an ass whooping too, but not by a hundred. So our last place guy, Jake, you are second to last Tyler. Ooh, I, didn't know I, was that. I know I say his name wrong. Every time he still holds last place by like <sighs> three points, he scored less than you, but he's coming, man. And looking back at our last place. So Chad, Chad Burkholder held it for two weeks. He's on a three game win streak. So he's, I hey, talked to him hey. yesterday. I said, you might be the hottest team in the league after having the, being the license plate leader the first two weeks. Right. He listened to Hogan, man. Hulk Hogan got to him. Yep. I so, think I need uh, Hulk to come beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk might come beat your ass. Oh. All right. Our new power rankings heading into this week. We have a new number one, and that is Nick Budin. Nick Boone is not undefeated. He does have a loss, but he is our highest scoring team. And I do think he has our best team. So I did put him at the top. We got Brett Adams at number two, Nate Weddick at three, Todd Miller at four, Jerry Vesperman at five, Paul Volkman at six, Nate Rundy, who was our previous two week uh, top person. He dropped down to seven, Mike Clements at eight, Wade Sheckler at nine and new into the top 10 is Ty Thomas at 10. So that is our, New power rankings. So last week, I kind of jokingly mentioned that we should have hate mail sent to us if they disagreed with us. Well, I might be in trouble for saying that because I received a letter that says Derek's Megabowl podcast crew, and I'm supposed to open it in this podcast. So I have not read this. I have no idea who this is from. I called both. On my table. I think you read it already. You read it already? No, I said I think you read it already. You think I read this already? Yep. Well, I got to open this thing. Oh, boy. Here we go. This could be a little bit. Dear gentlemen of the Megable podcast, and it's clear I use the term gentlemen lightly. Let's review some statements from last from the last podcast in regards to the top matchup of the week in the Backstreet Boys division. Pretty much an automatic win, in quotes. I'm about to win four in a row here, in quotes. No regrets, I go all in, in quotes. Maybe Jake should have hesitated on joining the Megabowl. Waffles need to be your breakfast food of choice, appears. Derek picked Jake, Derek picked Jake, wrong. Eric picked Jake, wrong. Jake picked Jake. Dead ass wrong <laughs> in quotes, but it's an automatic win. Keenan Allen plays, it might change things a little. In quotes, didn't even need his scrub ass to beat you. Bad luck, you say, Jake. How about no luck? And I beat you by 87 points. <laughs> no luck needed there. Guess I was, guess I was quiet because I knew I would shit stomp you and your team to the oblivion. Jake, now you know what was inevitable me beating you and knowing you cried yourself to sleep. Oh, Eric, you didn't think I'd break 70? Oh, Eric, you didn't think I'd break 70 points? How about I sl- <laughs> I'm going to skip that sentence. Drake tried Jake tried to say he didn't pay attention, which is a blatant lie. But maybe you should have. The beatdown is worse than half your takes on this little podcast. I thought that was impossible, but I now see that clearly nothing is impossible. Shh, time to be quiet little boy and let the big men play. I got to go. Tyler Ames. <laughs> I mean I think we deserve that because I think we gave him some. Uh, I think we, we gave did him quite have, shit last week. Yeah, so we, we we deserve that. He, I know he heard from a couple people that he needed to hear this podcast or last week's podcast because yeah. we were giving him a hard time. We ripped on him. Yeah, 
We did rip on them, but you know what? That's the fun of it. Like, I absolutely love that we received a letter like this. So if at any point, if we talk about your team or if we have stupid takes, hey, reach out to us because that was kind of funny. I, I kind of, even though I had to edit or remove an entire sentence because <laughs> it talked about man parts on your forehead, uh, Eric, that he was going to put Ooh. man parts on your forehead. So anyways, let's move action? forward. Yes. Okay, let's let's get out of that one. Let's get into our rapid fire takes of week five. Let's break down the games and what we thought. We're going to start with Thursday night football, the worst game in football history, Colts Broncos. Actually, do we even have to talk about this game? This is the worst game I've ever watched. This is the first Thursday night game all year that I've been able to sit down and watch, and that was the game. It's awful. It was like watching Wisconsin play Iowa. I think I'd rather – I at least have something invested in Wisconsin where – but... Oh, my God. And for it to go to overtime? I, I mean, the biggest thing is a lot of people put a lot invested into Russell Wilson this year, and it's just, it's just a fucking fail. It's right. offense, Sutton is probably your safest play, but can you play Judy? I mean, Judy, I, I, right? I, he, he's talented. I mean, a lot of people, a lot yeah, of people, including him, myself in the league, have Judy, you know, took Judy for your number two wide receiver, and he's benchable right now. Right. I agree. And Melvin Gordon got the bulk of the carries on first and second down, but Payne passing downs. Mike Boone's the one that's in there. He's he's getting quite a bit of work. He's somebody probably should pay attention to. I don't know if you're going to start him ever, but. I think Latavius Murray is someone to keep an eye on next week because obviously Melvin Gordon didn't do the greatest, and um, he was a short week pickup for him last week, which is why he didn't play. But He should have been a sure thing this week. What's that? He should have been a sure sure thing this week. I mean, I, I know yeah. Indianapolis is, a, is tough on um, fantasy running backs, uh, but I mean, he should have been, he should have got his, his targets, his receptions and a few yards to add in, but he didn't. Yeah. Right. And he almost had a fumble, which probably would have killed his value completely. Well, he, I mean, that's his thing anyways. Right. So anything on the Colts end, I thought Jackson looked at and sucked. Alec Pierce. Alec is coming. Pierce. Yep. Alec Pierce is coming. Otherwise, he's definitely addable. It's a big waiver wire pickup right now. Yep. Right. All right. My boys, how about them Cowboys and the Rams? That was another ugly game. That was another, yeah. Other than defense. Tony Pollard looked good, though, that game. I mean, he's been pretty pretty quiet the last several games, and he came out. He had that really nice long touchdown run. But I think that's what you get with Tony Pollard. He's either yeah. going to break a 50-yard run, or he's just not going to do anything. So I saw today, um, I don't know if anyone else is paying attention. I'm sure some people are that that have him on their team. But OBJ, you know, he's still unsigned. He, it's looking like mid-November, early November, where he's going to sign. Uh, I guess the Rams gave him kind of a low offer he tweeted out today or it's, yesterday yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, they gave him a low offer. They wanted him, but they gave him a low offer. Uh, I, I say that that offer goes up quite a bit because that offense, there's something wrong with it. And right. the, only, the only one producing on that team is, is Cup. I mean, is anyone besides Cooper Cup startable on that team? Not, I, I wouldn't start Stafford. I'd be, I'd be trying to fight Acres. Acres. But he's not – I mean, he's getting the touches, but he's just not – Not doing anything. No, that offensive line is so beat up. And 
Yeah, I, I mean, you're probably starting Higby because he's getting the target share. Yeah. You know, elite target share in the tight end. Allen Robinson's so. just like exercising. He just he's out there every play, but right. he's just running around and not doing anything. And honestly, Cooper Cup, he got shut out other than that one long 75-yard right. touchdown. He was. Yep. Yeah, but, but he's, you need that. He's still, he's still the top that's, player right now. You have to start him. All right, let's move on. Giants, Packers. I, I don't know what, what to make from that game. What a game. That was a great Saquon. game to watch. That was so yeah. much fun. Nice to see the Packers. I did not expect that. I thought the If you got Saquon in out. the second and third round, though, you guys steal this year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, Steelers, Phils. What's happening right now is what you hope for. You hope he stayed healthy. That's right. basically it with Saquon. His his yeah. skill set was never the question. It's like it's like drafting McCaffrey. You know, it's if he stays healthy, then I got a great value. And whoever, oh, yeah, not, whoever, whoever not even comparable the, the players. Return, not even comparable. Saquon's way better than McCaffrey. Pay attention to Daniel Bellinger too. He scored back to back weeks tight ends for the giant rookie tight end. Nope. They have nobody else catching passes, so he's. It'd be really interesting when Wandale gets back, Wandale Robinson, um, Darius Slayton looked good, but no. it sounds like Tony tweaks every other hamstring every other week. So right. as soon as he gets healthy, he'll tweak it. All right. Steelers and the Bills, the Gabe Davis I, game. Gabe. I would say, uh, I'd say my hate from last week, the uh, Steelers offense was, was pretty close to being right. I think Pickett did pretty decent, but. Or not Pickett, but Pickens. Pickens yep. did pretty decent. Um, but yeah. If you watch that game though, Steelers team's bad. Pickett didn't throw for any touchdowns on 52 passes, which is kind of ridiculous. But still, there was three or four plays that looked like Deontay Johnson was like an inch away from being in bounds, or you know, uh, Pickens had a really close one on the sideline too. That these all would have been huge gains that could have at least changed Pickett's stat line. They were still going to get killed no matter what, but I, I don't. Can anybody keep up with the Bills right now? No. Going to find out week. next week. Chiefs yep. Bills. I mean, this is everybody's. Yep. This is the, it's by far the game of the year. It's what everybody wants yeah. to watch. So yep. we'll find out. All right, Chargers and Browns. Eckler, big game. Back to back weeks, right? Yep. Big weeks. Yep. So he, he kind of laid an egg the first three weeks and starting to get catch fire. All right, Nick Chubb still a stud. You got to start him. Mari Cooper, you know he's going to be Jekyll and Hyde. He's going to have some big weeks and some weeks that he's just disappearing. But David Njoku, you know he had that one big week and we kind of thought, yeah, it was one big week. But he's had three, four straight games that he's putting up top three tight end numbers. Just not but maybe touchdowns. He's not just some guy, too. He was a was he he was a first round pick, right? right. Yep. And he's getting paid to right. be a top right. five tight end right now. Right. Like he and he's supposed to be a stud. So it's not just a fluke that he's putting up these numbers now. No, he's he's extremely talented. Yep. It's just he's never produced back to back weeks, you know, or consecutive weeks like he has right now. So these good to Browns, see that if you look at it preseason. Besides maybe Chubb or any of them, I would want. I don't think I would have started any of them on my team. And I think there's five startable Browns in your team right now. I think Brissett is worth a thought to start him because if you had Trey Lance or if you had Matt Stafford or any of them guys, 
I'd probably start Brissett at this point. And then you got both running backs. You got Amari Cooper. You got Najoku. I didn't think that they'd be crap with Brissett behind at quarterback. But it was was Bosa hurt in this game? Yeah, Bosa's out. out. Yeah, the Chargers defense. Bosa, Bosa being out. I mean, I think that's a big played a big factor in this. He's he's like for Pittsburgh for for Watt him being out of the, the defense. Right. That Ain't defense is trash without him. With the minute, it's they're they're a good defense. It's right. it makes a difference. All right, Jake, your Bears fall into the Vikings. What do you make of this game? It it was a tough loss. And it was a bad way to lose. But I think what, as a Bears fan, what you needed to see happen, you know, there's progression from the offense. I, I think you can you can go ahead and say Fields is startable in fantasy now. I wouldn't go that far. But he, I think he improved big time. I agree with you there. I well, think he, I mean, he, if, he looked a lot better, but if if he, he would have. He there was a kind of a kind of a bullshit um, holding call on his. He had a big run for a touchdown. I mean, he would have been he'd been right up there stat wise. Uh, I been. thought it was Lamar running the ball when he did that. He was that fast yeah. looking running with, I mean, with he the had, ball. He has those abilities. I, I think it turns around for him. Uh, either the rest of the team's not very good. Yeah, the offensive line is going to have is is in trouble. The defense is not good. So it's not like they're gonna win games, but I think you can you can see Fields. Plus, who's Fields got to throw to? Right, they right. suck. Right. Delvin Cook on the other side, you know, two touchdowns, almost 100 yards. I think Delvin Cook owners needed that game out of him. Justin Jefferson is stud again. You know, 154 yards, 12 catches. So, all right, Lions and the Patriots. You have the hottest offense in the NFL put up. Zero points. Jared Goff, who I'm sure a lot of people started this week, even Jamal Williams. Boy, they got shut out. Patriots defense just crushed that game. Didn't they have a couple couple guys hurt lines? Swift and, and Swift, Brown. Amon Ron played. Brown Amon played. played, but he was Amon on Dick. a snap count. Yeah, he didn't look very explosive like he normally does. So, so he played, played I'm out surprised he even played with this next week being a bye week. Kind of right. surprised that they didn't just give him that extra week rest, but and TJ Hawkinson having the forty something point game to one point, Nothing. I don't know, like one point five points. Yep. That's, but that's the tight end position, you know. He's, it is, yeah. That's what you're gonna get. Ramondre Stevenson though for the Patriots. Yep. Hey, if you I, got him, he, this is gonna be a big point of your season. Sounds like uh, Damian Harris is gonna be out what two to four weeks. Is that what you guys? Yep. Oh really? I didn't. I didn't yep. see that. Yep. Yep, he's going to be uh, out for multiple weeks. I, I would like to make a plug for Jacoby Myers. I know that the last year or so and then the offseason, you know, he was looked at as, you know, he's just getting the targets because because of his situation. There's no one around him. I think he's proven that wrong. I think he's a, he's definitely worked himself into a, like a wide receiver number two. Yep, seven catches, 111 right. yards, and a tutty. He's going to keep getting one against eight him. to ten targets every time. Yeah, he gets right. tons of targets. They they love him in, in New England. Yep. All right, Seahawks and the Saints. Who the heck would have ever guessed the Seahawks offense to be so, players that you want to start? I mean, is they're just Russell Wilson up. all he's talked up to be, or is it just that offense? 
Is it did, did DK and Tyler make him? I mean, I don't know. Russell Wilson had a lot of good defenses, which kind of uh, catapulted his career. You know, um, right. got him on the and spot. And a good right? game. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. But Geno Smith. Geno Smith looks pretty damn good in, the, in that offense. Until he proves you otherwise, and with the way the quarterback situation is right now, I think he's startable in a 12-team league. I think yep. you have to start him because they're going to give up points. Their defense is yep. terrible. So either A, they're going to play from behind or just, you know, playing next to the team, playing, trading off touchdowns. Right. Yeah, I think he looks good. How about the Saints? We talked about it last week. I asked the question, if Tyreek or if Taysom Hill is out there, knowing you can play him at tight end, is he startable? And we debated. We kind of said yes, but four touchdowns, that's never going to happen again. He's playing so, He's playing football like the best person in, you know, the best person on your team and your small conference football team. Right. Just he returns punts and kicks. He plays defense. He plays offense. He runs the ball. He passes the ball. It's just doing everything right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's he I mean, he had nine carries, and he had that long run, but three touchdowns on the ground, and he threw one. I don't see them stopping this. I think he's just he's a football player. He's too talent. He's multi talented, and they paid him. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna put him on the field, even if Jameis Winston is in there. I think they found a recipe for success. I don't want to. I don't want to read too much into it because the defenses they've been playing aren't that great either. Right. Once they play good defense, I think that gets shut down right away, and that that ends that Seahawks defense is trash. But he gets to play as your tight end. I think that's the biggest. That's you got a good point. You got a good point. And until that switches, I think he's. I think you got to start him. All right, Jets and the Dolphins. Dolphins just. I mean, first play. They don't have a quarterback. Yep, first was it the first play? I know it was the first series, but I feel like it was the first play. First play. Eddie Bridgewater gets hit, and they ruled him out for the game. And you got a rookie quarterback who has never seen NFL real game action other than the preseason, and that's I'd that's hard. That's head hard head. to go into. And the Jets have a lot of momentum right now. And my Miami's defense isn't good enough to not have a good offense to kind of help them out too. Right. Yeah. Brees Hall. Wow, past two weeks, he's yep. he's been putting up numbers. And we talked about Raheem Mostert. I think right now, if especially if Skylar Thompson is going to be the starting quarterback going into week six, I think he's he Raheem must start. I mean, he had 18 for 113 and a touchdown. He's fast. Yep. Yeah, so, he just he's the back there now. Right. And I think if you have Jalen Waddle, I mean, I guess it depends on Tyreek Hill's situation. If Hill's going to play, you automatically start him, but I don't think you can start two back. I think he'll be fine. Even but if I, will, I, think I don't know. Bridgewater. It, if Skyler Thompson is your starting quarterback, you start probably Raheem Mostert, uh, depending on your situation, and you start Tyreek Hill, and that's it. You can't start. You cannot start Jalen Waddle. Right. I agree. All right. Getting down there. Falcons and the Buccaneers. Lenny. Playoff Lenny came out. Finally, finally came down. through. 10 catches. Yeah. That's get a good game on the ground. I thought this was, I loved Tom Brady going into this week and I mean, yeah, he threw 351 yards, but I thought the passing touchdowns would be a little bit more. Only right. one. 
Yeah, nothing. I, mean, I don't think as a Bears fan, as a Bears fan, I don't even know how it's possible that you could throw the ball 52 times. How's it even possible? How do you run that many plays? 52 times and 40 of those passes are 10 yards or less. Yep. I'm just saying, just I watch the Bears play and it's just, you then someone throws 52 times, it's like, how do you even be able to do that? Right. Titans and the Commanders game that came down to the final play. First game back, and Brian Brian Robinson leads the backfield in touches. That's did you guys see his entrance? They introduced him last, and they played fifty cents. Many men, and oh, it was that was pretty cool. (laughs) Brian Robinson, I is he a start moving forward? Or for me, it would be. If, for if me, yeah. Mega Bowl. For you, need yes. running back help, yeah. Who yeah. doesn't need running back help? I need running back help right now, so I hope somebody in our league drops someone with these upcoming bye weeks or injuries. They drop somebody that they shouldn't. Dynami Brown, two catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Is he somebody you look at in a waiver wire, or is this just kind of a... No. A fluke thing. If, if you're if you're dying for flex help this week because of bye weeks or injuries, then I can see looking into it. But as soon as Dotson's back, which I don't know if it's this week or next week, then he's going to be right back to his role. Filling. Right. I I don't see it. I mean, wide receivers when when you're chasing them on the waiver wires, are you really going to start them? Like when you're picking those guys up, are you going to start them? I think you got to think about that. Running backs, I get that because you could hit on a running back, but. With with wide receiver, don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick with the, the oh. lakes and the streams that you're used to. God, that, that, was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Texans and the Jaguars. Not what I was expecting. No. At all. No. The Jaguars. Eggs have laid two eggs in a row. Wow. That was Texans a... make quarterbacks look bad though. Texans have had a lot of close games. I don't they, think they played so. well for the most part. And Damian Pierce, he's a must-start. Guys, yep. you know, he's a running back run one right now. He's looking good. He's getting a lot of carries. He's breaking off some bigger runs. What happened to Christian Kirk? What in well, the, the world? I understand against Lawrence. the Eagles. Lawrence hasn't looked good. Yeah, Lawrence. Here's turned. the thing, though. If you're, playing the, if you're playing the Jags, shut down the run game and guard Christian Kirk. What, what else is going to beat you? Right. And if you guys haven't been paying yeah. attention, my ride or die, Travis Etienne, he's getting more and more and more of the snap share. And he, yep. I mean, you take James Robinson's week one and some of week two out, he's looked, you wouldn't start him. He's right. looked terrible. And Etienne's making bigger plays. He's looking more comfortable. If you got Etienne and you're making a playoff push, he could be. Don't you have to kind of look at Etienne as like his rookie year? Yeah, going 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you look at, like, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker's finally getting in there. Um, it, they're, you know, they kind of progress with the offense. They get, you know, they're not completely integrated with the offense. It just takes a little bit, and I think maybe you're seeing that with the ETN, too. Brees Hall is who we thought Travis ETN would be because they're very similar in skill set. Right. Sure. And I think it's coming. I really do. He's definitely more explosive. He's got more top end speed. It's just getting getting the the game up to speed. I think 
which yep. like you said, he, he, he looks like a rookie out there. He's still trying to figure out what's kind of going on to use that explosiveness. Great. All right, Eric, your 49ers laying the smackdown on the Panthers. I mean, great win, but we're in a world of hurt on our defense. But Jeff Wilson looks what? good. What? What? Why? Well, we lost our top corner to a torn ACL. Nick Bosa hurt his growing. I'm not oh, sure how long he's out for. And Jimmy Ward got hurt. Our, our oh, I, so. Sorry, my reaction to that was just like he gave up 15 points in defense. But I didn't know those guys got hurt. So, Well, we're really good, and the Panthers suck. But the Panthers also fired their coach. So, so I got coach, a question. Deep... What's up? I got a question about this game. So, like Jeff Wilson, he's been, he's been tearing up. It's not like he's just because he's the RB one by default. He's doing really well. When but Elijah think... comes back, does all his value go away? No, I think he's they're gonna probably have three backs because Tevin Coleman got a lot of work this. Last week, he's the one that's on before Jeff Wilson was even in there on third downs. And now Tevin Coleman is the guy on passing downs. He's getting rushing opportunity. Tevin Coleman had to have double digit rushes. I don't have that in front of me, but he at least touched the ball double digit times, whether it's through the air. Sure, sure. But Jeff Wilson was seven yards. Right. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson is not going to get. 70% of the work, even when Mitchell gets healthy, when Mitchell gets back. I, I, it's going to be a timeshare for for everybody. It might be it might be twelve carries one week to six carries the next week. I don't think Wilson's going to get the same volume. But I Wilson guess my question is, whoever's the best running back will get the volume. Is Elijah Mitchell the best running back on that team? That's I guess that's my real question. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Wilson, every time he's got the opportunity, whether it's, you know, the last couple of years, he's always he's looked good. It's work. never been talent. It's been his health. Yep. He gets injured every year. So, well, you could say the same thing about Elijah Mitchell. Right. I agree. I agree with you. But yep. they so, view him then, as their their future back. Right. But, sure. All right, let's finish this out. We got three more games, Eagles and the Cardinals. Jalen Hurts, I mean, other than rushing, he didn't really do anything. He does what he does, I guess. Yeah. A.J. Brown. Yeah. He's had a, a, a couple downer weeks here, but Devonta Smith getting involved. Yep. Devonta Smith. A.J. Brown, that's kind right. of his thing, though. That's, I mean, that's how he was. Devonta Smith has more targets and more catches since week one than A.J. Brown. Yeah. I believe that. Which makes more. sense. I mean, he's, yeah. he's developing. He's a younger player developing. I disagree. Was though. very good in college. The Eagles, obviously, they're winning, so they're doing something right. But AJ Brown should be leading that receiving core in targets, at least. Maybe not catches, but he's by far, to me, the most talented receiver on that team. But he's your portal, your typical wide receiver one by his build, how he yep. is. Devontae Smith has the talent to be it. He just is real thin and real small. Right. So I, just don't, I still don't think Jalen Hurts throws the ball that good. That's why I nope. just don't see him being their future. But his I keep saying is- this, and I, I really hope it comes true on Sunday night when they play the Cowboys. I do not think the Eagles are as good as people. People are, oh, they are a shoe-in Super Bowl team. Their defense is very good. They have playmakers. I'm just not buying 
that they are as good as people think. I completely and, disagree. I mean, about Hurts. Maybe not the Eagles, but how much more of a sample size do you need to know that Hurts is, is a baller? Do me a favor after this podcast, Jake, and go on YouTube and watch every throw that Jalen Hurts made last week. I'm not going to do that. Well, then don't <laughs> Look at what say, he scores in points. He's a baller. He gets, he gets the fucking job done. He gets he the job done. I agree. He's got great receivers. He throws the ball up into double coverage, and they make plays every once in a while. Oh, my God. Okay, so I, I could go watch other any a good quarterback. I mean, okay, so I'll go watch Lamar Jackson play. He does the same goddamn thing, dude. I'm not saying that I go watch good. every single one of his, his throws. Every single one is fucking right on the money. He well, never throws in the double coverage. If you're listening to anything about the Cowboys – Cooper Rush never misses a throw. I mean, the guy just wins some yeah, games. I hey. take Cooper Rush over Jalen Hurts. Oh my God! Shut that's up! That's the stupidest thing ever. Say that. That's the stupidest People thing. People listen ever to said. this, Eric. Nobody People believes listen. you. And you're that. gonna say that? Like that's the kind of bullshit that you're gonna bring on the podcast? Hey, Cooper man. Rush hey, if you're listening, I want somebody next week to send me a letter about Eric's take right there, ripping on him. There's no way Cooper Rush is. You can't tell me Cooper Rush isn't a better name than Jalen Hurts. Uh, Hurts brings the hurt. Rush is always getting rushed. Big time rush. What? Big time rush. Boy band from, I don't know. That was way after us, but training athletes. They talked about big time. Big time rush. All right, let's finish this segment now. We're we're dragging this on. Bengals and the Ravens. What happened to J.K. Dobbins? He hardly touched the ball. He was hardly in there. That's how it's going to be, though, week to week. That's them. that's because Lamar just runs it every time. Yeah. But, even, I mean, Drake was in there quite a bit. I, I was a little surprised yeah. by that, especially after last week or two weeks ago when Dobbins had a big game, I thought for sure. And he looked good running the ball. He was, yep. you know, getting he does, he does not look like himself, though. He doesn't look oh. like he did, what, two years ago, a year and a half ago? He just needs reps. I, yeah. I feel like it's going to come over time, but I don't know. I just thought it was a very weird game. I thought the Bengals looked, they were just forcing it like behind, you know, right at the line of scrimmage to Jamar Chase. I just thought they all looked, it, I don't know. It was, it was definitely was, a game that you thought it was going to be a big, big offensive game too. Yeah. You yeah, know, uh, fantasy points galore from both sides. Right. Is Joe Burrow everything we talk about to be? No, Joe Burrow is not that good. Jalen Hurts is better than Joe Burrow. Okay. Considerably. We are definitely getting a letter next week on that one. All right. There's another topic to add to uh, the hate mail letters. God, we better get a letter from somebody. I don't even care if I don't know you. Send us a letter. All right. Final game, Raiders and the Chiefs. This was actually a good Monday night football game. Very good. I guess one, one thing that I want to ask you guys is that – Devontae Adams saying at the end of the game, how how much of a suspension do you think he's going to get from the NFL? I mean, because this is really going to impact people. One game, it was a misdemeanor. It was a a misdemeanor that was on camera. One. I think it's going to go the same. He he didn't go up and Legarrette Blount jack guy. Hey, hey, I don't disagree that it was complete. Like, dude, get out of the way. Like, you got a football player coming off the field. He's mad. They just lost, and you just walked right in front of him and he pushed you. But it what he was charged with a misdemeanor on camera. Right. 
Miles Garrett, what if he, he get? was if he got a misdemeanor off camera, he would be getting more than one game. I yeah, but know. that yeah, but they might if not he got a if he got an OWI, if he got an OWI, you think it'd be one game? That's a misdemeanor. It's different in Wisconsin. He didn't put anybody's life not in different. danger like an OWI. He does. he got a he got a criminal charge on camera on Monday Night Football. He's gonna right, get so, Jake. Let me ask you this: in a one game, uh, whatever. Suspension. Jake, let me ask you this: Eric and I said one game. What do you think? You're you're clearly disagreeing with us. So I what think is it's your... a minimum of five games. Oh. Ooh. The NFL cannot do. They will not. As a business, they will not do that because it was a criminally charged event that was filmed on camera on Monday Night Football. I just can't see the NFL doing it. No. A lot. L.A. A Vegas Raiders team, a big market team. They need them to do well. No way. No way. It's a bet. It's. A, hey, I'm hey, just hey, saying if it happens, because it happens, of what. Like, because of what the result, I think it's complete bullshit. The guy even. Did we have Jake freeze up on us? That That's probably for the best. Let's speed this up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nobody really cares. Not about sure that what the anyway. hell that was all about. Jesus. Jake can't defend himself, but man, that was a bad take. All right, we'll hope Jake gets back in here, but let's get into the good, awesome. the bad, and the ugly from, yeah, back thank yet? God. There you are. All right, we're getting into the good, the bad, the ugly from week five. We give you our good player, our bad, and our ugly. Let's start with Eric. What was your good from week five? Well, my good is what we already talked about with Delvin Cook. Um, hasn't had a lot of good games this, this year yet, but he went 18 for 94 and two rushing touchdowns and still had two catches for 27 yards through the air. The Vikings are starting to click, you could say, with the new coach. Um, I know that they played the Bears, so they were kind of expected to be doing good. But, um, yeah, he hasn't scored more than 13 points all year, so this is a really good one for him to get 26. Yeah. All right, Jake, what's your good? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you are fuzzy on camera right now. Let, let, let me uh, let me, let me, me fix it real quick. You go all right, first. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my good. Ramondre Stevenson. He had 25 carries on 161 yards, two catches for 14 yards. The reason I think it's good, I think it's good moving forward because Damian Harris is going to be out for multiple weeks. I think they have a week 10 bye, so, you know, you're going to get them for the next potentially four games, which in the Mega Bowl for your playoff push, that's huge. So, and if he does well enough and he's, he's very versatile, he, he can pass or you can pass catch. So I thought Reminder Stevenson looked good and he's going to have the opportunity to continue to look good. Jake, are you working? Is your everything good? Can, can you see me? We can see you. Right More importantly, we can hear you. We just want to hear you. Okay. Well, so what's your good? Do you? Do you want to hear me? I'm going to go uh, Leonard Fournette this week. Uh, you know, he didn't do much on the ground uh, with like 56 yards rushing, but it's that 10, 10 catches for 80, 83 yards, two, two, two tutties. Man, that, I mean, what more do you want from your running back? What, 10 receptions? Oh, man. Yeah, I agree. And before we move on to the bad, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but this Jake reminded me saying, do you actually want to hear me? Jake, I feel like you are the Skip Bayless, the Stephen A. Smith of this podcast. 
people love to hate you. I feel like you get you get all this backlash, and I feel like you need to somehow embrace this villain role. So like I'm, a really guy. I'm a really hateable guy. I'm a really hateable guy. Um, and I I also and I I actually said this to someone uh, a few weeks ago. I like to play the villain uh, because you know when when you know when you're doing something and you don't really care about it, like it's not it doesn't matter to you. I like to be the villain because then you're like, wait, fuck that guy. Like <laughs> that guy sucks. Now I want to beat you. Like I want to beat you. Like if let's say you're playing a pickup game of ball and you're all friends and you're like, I don't really care. I'm not going to try. Well, I'm really competitive and I like it to be competitive. I like everyone else to want to win. So I play the villain. And so I kind of be cocky or, or say something, piss people off and. Hey. Everyone tries hard, and it's more fun. It doesn't however work you, out for me. Yeah, however you did it to earn to this villain? role. What happens to the villain in stories? Not good stuff, but someone's <laughs> got to be the villain. Hey, whatever you did to earn this role of, you know, the Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith of these. Well, I, I, I noticed takes. how you quit taking out the lovable loser part. Now I'm just the hateable loser, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. Eric, what's your bad from week five? Yeah, my bad is uh, AJ Brown. I'm a big AJ Brown, AJ Brown guy, so I kind of keep track of him and watch him play. But three catches for 32 yards this week. He's been outscored by somebody on the receiving core in every week but two. Jalen Hurts just rushing a lot has really been taken away from the passing game on somebody really being reliable because Devonta Smith has had a really good game too. Um, but Drafting him in the late second, early third, and you're really just not getting that kind of production out of him besides week one. So he's my bad for this week. Like it. All right, my bad is Christian Kirk, and he's extra bad because I started him in the Mega Bowl. I thought for sure, you know, I understand against the Eagles that defense is pretty tough, but his target share was at like, six or nine percent one of those two yeah, when he's been in the 30 percent he's just he didn't get it. he had one catch for 11 yards on three targets marvin yeah. jones is the guy that received the bulk of the work i don't know they paid him i i'm hoping that they continue to use him moving forward but this one was a little eye raising a little scary yeah. so, jake what's your bad uh, my bad is uh george kittle this week you know i thought once uh J- jimmy came back you know, I thought I thought it would be a good thing for Kittle. I thought his I thought his target share and his his production would go up. He he is still getting the targets. He's just not producing. It's just dinking dunks, and he's not doing anything with it. Um, George Kittle's my bad. I I don't know if he's still injured, playing injured, but he doesn't look good. What do you think yeah. about that, Eric? I think Kittle's a stud, <laughs> but not for fantasy. I agree yeah. with you. I used, Kittle, I, used to, bad. I was the guy for a couple of years in a row there that drafted Kittle early because I'm obviously a Niner fan, but he just he's boomer bust or like this year just really hasn't been there and he gets hurt too much. Yeah. All right. What's your ugly? <clears throat> Eric, what's your ugly? Mine is oh, yeah. Elijah Moore. Um, he hasn't had one game this year in double digit PPR points. He had one catch for 11 yards on four targets this past week. Brees Hall's healthy. Zach Wilson's back. 
Tyler Conklin is now involved in the game. Um, Garrett Wilson, early in the year, was taking a ton of targets away from Elijah Moore. It's just, if it's not Garrett Wilson, it's Tyler Conklin and Corey Davis. It's Brees Hall is getting catches and going for 87 yards now, or it's or Michael Carter. Like they got a lot of a lot of talent on that team. I don't think Zach Wilson's really the answer there, but he just doesn't seem to want to involve Elijah Moore like he should be involved. Um, oh, actually, oh. actually, this last week he was only played 66 percent of the snaps compared to 87 percent or more every game. Um, so yeah, I mean, don't you don't really think that was the risk if if you did draft Elijah Moore, like that was the risk in taking him. Well, on any other cool. team, he has the ability. Any other team, like he he's a stud. Like I, the Bears, I'd take Elijah Moore right now. That'd be awesome. Right. Maybe well, they'll trade Zach, for him. Zach Wilson loved him last year. Zach or Elijah Moore had a great year last year as a rookie. And now yeah. what? Be, because Garrett Wilson comes in, now all of his work goes away. Well, Garrett Wilson the last two weeks hasn't really been getting any any work. It's been sure. Corey Davis and and yeah. well and now Brees Hall. It's yeah. all right. My ugly from week five, just the Miami's uh, Miami Dolphins receiving core. Jalen Waddle yeah. two catches for twenty three yards. Hill did have seven for 47 yards and two carries for 13, but I guess you know, Teddy Bridgewater's under center, or especially Skylar Thompson's under center. You're not liking your your receivers there. I already talk, talked about it before, but Tyreek Hill's an automatic start no matter who the quarterback is, but Jalen Waddell, I think even until Tua comes, you probably don't start him. So, all right, Jake, what's your final? Yeah, my my ugly and I actually debated swapping this out for my bad um, with with Kittle, but James Robinson. Uh, yeah, he had six points this week, 39 total yards. You know, a lot of people are starting to rely on him, um, count on his points and you're not getting it anymore. Uh, uh, the biggest stat that he had last week was he was only on the field for 40 percent of the snaps, which says a lot. It means that ETN is is taking a lot of his his snap count, and I'd be worried if that was a guy that you're relying on to to win your week. Right. If you're a dynasty player, ETNs you got to buy him now. If you want him for a lower price, James Robinson, he's a sell now, at least yep. for me. So. All right, that's it for all of our discussion for week five. We're gonna move into week six. I'm going to start, we're going to, I did have somebody reach out to me asking if we talk about waiver wire ads. Um, And I know everybody's divisions, waiver wires are much different. And at the time of this recording, since recording this a little bit later, later, the waiver wire uh, has already been processed, but we're just going to throw out a few guys, you know, that should have been added or guys that you should watch moving forward because they could be big waiver wire ads. So you guys want to just start throwing out names, just. Rapid fire, quick talk. I mean, I think it's the pretty obvious one is if Ken Walker is available in your league, which he shouldn't be, but if he for some reason is, he's number one. Yeah, obviously. But Jameson Williams. Yeah, Jameson Williams. I saw someone pick him up this pick him up this morning in a different league, and I was like, why is he even available? Yeah, I'm surprised he's even available. I was gonna say like, if Taysom Hill's not is not already taken, that would be a big one. Um, what about, what about, uh, what is his name? Eno Benjamin. Yep. Eno Benjamin and the Daryl Williams. Do you guys think it's worth picking up Eno Benjamin though? 
if I know he, he's real I think popular, it's worth but... picking him up because like like a team like yours who uh if Rashad Penny did not get hurt this week I, if I were you I would have probably started Eno in my in my number 2 spot sure you didn't really have a better option until he got hurt and now you have Ken Walker but it depends on your situation. Right. Watch out for guys like DJ Dallas, even though Walker's going to be the guy, but yep. it said DJ Dallas is going to get a lot of work. I threw in Joshua sure. Kelly. He's He's been getting some big time work for the the Chargers. I also said Hayden Hurst, because I know he's been out there too at tight end. Yeah. He's He's been getting a lot of, he's getting red zone looks too. Alec Pierce is a real popular pickup yep. right now. Yep. I, I think that's, uh, I think you're chasing waterfalls with them though. <laughs> Jalen so Warren was my last one. Yep. Jalen Warren, backup running back for Pittsburgh Steelers. He's one that's Najee that, hurt? No, but he Warren is getting more and more work <laughs> each and every week. So that's stupid. Najee Harris is really good. It's just yep. it's just Pittsburgh. Yep. Yep. Najee Harris is really, really good at football. I agree. All right. Let's get in to our love and hate for week six. We're going to give you players that we either love or we hate, depending on their matchups. Jake, how about you start us off? Who do you love for week six? My love this week is Tom Brady. Um, if you go off of his uh, his last two games, he's got 736 yards and uh, four tutties. And he's going up against Pittsburgh. And uh, like I just said, Pittsburgh sucks. Until they can get their top pass rusher back, I would say quarterbacks are automatic starts against Pittsburgh right now. Great. Eric, who do you love? Um, I'm actually going to go Kenny Pickett this week. And I know people are going to think that he's got a tough matchup. It's against the Buccaneers. But they're obviously going to let him throw the ball as he, in his first career, start through 52 times for 327 yards. But like I talked about earlier, if you watch the game and the highlights of that in his throws, he put the ball in a lot of good spots. He only threw one pick against the Bills, but there was a lot of plays where Deontay Johnson just about made the catch inbounds. He caught it, but you know, if he connects on just a couple of those plays, I think it's totally different for him. So, I honestly think he is worth a look at for even starting this week. It's just a question of if his one his one chance touchdown that he throws outweighs his three to four interceptions. Why does he throw three or four interceptions? Because he's got small hands. <laughs> Garbage time points. Yeah. It'll add up. All right, my love. I chose Brees Hall playing against that Packers defense. Oh, yeah. It seems like I feel like this is every week for me. I choose a running back that's going against Green Bay's defense. But Reese Hall is getting a ton of work. And I I think the Jets will put up points. But I think Zach Wilson will do a lot of checkdowns to either him or Michael Carter. But Reese Hall has just been a stud. I mean, he was the 101 in rookie drafts if you played Dynasty. But he's shown what he can do. I mean, I thought Michael Carter would get a lot more of the work. Michael Carter wouldn't be that valuable. If Brees Hall wouldn't he, fall down at the one yard line on big plays, and yeah, then, I mean, and Bre- then Michael Carter, Michael Carter still got his points this last week, right? Didn't he have? Did he have two touchdowns? Two touchdowns. Yeah, it, yeah I mean, he had twenty one yard touchdowns. Yeah, fantasy. So uh, I love Brees Hall. I think he's probably a top three. To me, he could be a top three running back play overall this week. So, all right, Eric, who do you love? Um, 
Ken Walker's my second one. Um, obviously, with Penny getting hurt and out for the year, right? Yeah, he's out oh. for the year with a broken leg. He's got a juicy matchup this week with the Cardinals. The Cardinals suck. I mean, offense, defense, whatever you want to say. Their coach sucks, too. So, I mean, all around. The quarterback sucks. Uh, yeah, quarterback sucks, too. But, I mean, he rushed eight times for 88 yards, which, granted, 69 were on one play. So, he's got the big, the, the big play ability, which is I think is a huge thing. But he's just – he's so good, like, side to side in the backfield to break a tackle. So – the Seahawks love to run the ball and you know that they're just going to keep running the ball. So I think he gets 15 to 20 carries this week. And I think he's a top 10 running back, honestly. Love it. Jake, that's good news for you, but who do you love? That's good news for me. I love it. I love that, Eric. Uh, my love, my second love is uh, Chris Godwin versus Pittsburgh. I, you know, I took the quarterback versus Pittsburgh, you know, Tom Brady's going to be thrown to someone and who better than Chris Godwin. Uh, his hammy looks good. Looks like he's he's healthy. Um, since he's been back, he's caught 13 of his 16 targets, and uh, Pittsburgh uh, sucks. Like 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 my last one. So yeah, I think Chris Godwin's gonna go off this week. Yep. Guy I chose is Gabe Davis playing against that Chiefs defense. It's I I think this would be the biggest disappointment game of the season if both teams don't put up 30 points. I think it's going to be a shootout. And I think the Raiders showed, hey, you can go over the top on this Chiefs defense. They're going to man you up and you can go deep against them. The Chiefs are obviously going to focus on shutting down Stephon Diggs. And that leaves Gabe Davis, you know, just going deep. And yeah, he had three catches. Two of them were long touchdowns. But even if he just gets you another 60, 70 yard deep touchdown, it helps you. So I, I love Gabe Davis going into this week. Yep. All right, let's get into our hates. Eric, who do you hate? <sighs> Jake loved me in my love, but he's going to hate me in my hate because Saquon Barkley is who I hate this week. He's been a stud this year. I mean, there's really nothing else to say about it, but basically just because he's been healthy. He plays the Ravens this week, and if the Giants are again without any pass catchers, I think the Ravens have always been a well-coached team. Now, I think they're just basically just going to stack the box and say, Barkley is not going to do a damn thing against us, and we're going to make Richie James beat us because I'll take my odds every day against Richie James. So, yeah, I think I think Saquon just gets the box stacked against him, and it's, it's time for him to have a downer, and this is it. Yeah. All right, Jake, what do you hate? My hate is uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, C.D. Lamb, he, what do you have, uh, 10 points last week against Ramsey. He struggled against good cornerbacks. Going up against Philadelphia this week, Philadelphia is really hard on on, uh, on <clears throat> receivers. And uh, you still have Rush at quarterback. I know Rush is undefeated, but Rush doesn't throw the ball very much, and C.D. Lamb is suffering for it. Um, I also want to plug in that C.D. Lamb is a pussy and can only score his points against weak-ass defenses. Yep, I think was Eric was he a hate for you last week? Yes, it was, he was somebody. I believe hate you hated him, and I I thought Michael Gallup would go off. He had the one phenomenal catch, but yeah, that could be another Michael Gallup. They're going to have to pass. They're going to have to score against Philly, and 
unless Dak is playing, which I don't think he's going to play this week. It's not like he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like any Cowboys player this week other than their defense. All right. I hate James Robinson and we've kind of touched base on this already. Travis Etienne is starting to out snap him, get the bulk or getting more uh, carries and more target share. I think it's going to continue. Plus they play Indy, Indy coming off that big Thursday night win. They're just good against the run. If Shaq Leonard's back, um, I think that's only going to help too. So tough defense. I think they're just going to try to make Travis or Trevor Lawrence beat him over top. And I just don't think James Robinson is, he's going to be touchdown dependent this game. And I don't think he finds the end zone. So Eric, who do you hate? Who's your last hate? Well, it's just to kind of piggyback off of who you love. You love Gabe Davis. I hate Stefan Diggs this week. Um, I think this game is going to be lower scoring actually, and tighter than most people think. I think the common person is going to think Chiefs Bills. It's going to be forty to fifty. I think there's. I think this is going to be all about game planning here. And Legarius Sneed is a stud corner for the Chiefs, who I think is going to try basically just try to lock up Diggs, and then they're probably just going to go one over the top of Gabe Davis and keep that keep that deep game in. Um, but the Chiefs have a really good pass rush, too. So I think if the Bills move the ball, it's probably going to be on Josh Allen's legs more than his arm this week. And, uh, yeah, so I don't think Diggs does as much as people think he will this week. So it's a bold take just judging off of uh, Diggs' production this season so far. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jake, who's your final hate? I'm a bold guy, Jake. Uh, my final hate is uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, he's on my team. I don't want to hate him but I hate him um, 17 points the last two weeks put together and uh, Jacksonville's defense uh, the last three weeks, they've given up, you know, eight and a half points to Mike Williams, uh, 15 points, to AJ Brown, six points to Brian cooks. It's not looking good for uh, Michael Pittman this week. Yeah. All right. My final hate is somebody that people probably will think I'm crazy, but it's Nick Chubb this week. He's been the top, one of the top running backs this week, but he's going against a tough New England defense. It's one thing Bill Belichick does. He will take away your best mm-hmm. asset. So I think they see, I mean, Belichick knows Jacoby Brissett just as good as anybody else. And he probably knows if Brissett beats us, they probably earned it. So take away Chubb, make Brissett beat us. And yeah, I, I just, I mean, you're starting Chubb. You're not going to bench Chubb, but. I just don't think he's going to finish in the top 10 this week as a running back. Anything else to add, guys, before we get into our favorite matchups for week six? I think we just about covered it. All right. We're going to now break down our favorite divisional matchups heading into the week. My computer is now not working. I'll start off first here. So we got new kids on the block. And I chose Brian Kasich. Versus Derek, is it Derek Luan? Am I saying that right? Luan? Luan. Luan. So it's a three and two Brian Kasich versus a four and one Derek Luan. Tough matchup. But the reason I like it, all I had to do was look at the first two starters, and that's their quarterbacks, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. So you know this is going to be a barn burner. Brian, he's got Josh Allen, he's got Mike Williams. He does have Raheem Mostart, who we talked about, probably a good start against the Minnesota defense, but he I just read he did not practice today, so that's something to monitor. 
Derek, he's got Patrick Mahomes. He's got Kamara. He does have James Conner, which we don't know if he's going to start. But, yeah, I love this matchup. I love two, two heavyweights going against each other heading into week six. Eric? Yeah, so I'll start with uh, the 98 degrees division. A couple bottom dwellers because that's what I am too. They're both uh, one and four. Matt Jensen versus Taylor Rosemeyer. It looks to me like it's a battle of stud quarterbacks. It's Geno Smith versus Trevor Lawrence. Um, <laughs> probably a reason why you're both one and four, as I have much room to talk. But Taylor has Tevin Coleman and James Conner, who doesn't sound like James Conner's playing, as his two running backs. He's really been carried, though, by Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel, but his flexes just aren't the greatest either. So I really don't see how he can beat Matt Jensen's team this week. But Matt has Jonathan Taylor and Tony Pollard, which I'm not sure if Jonathan Taylor's playing either. And then Michael Pittman, Curtis Samuel, but he's just a little deeper with T. Higgins, Mike Evans, and Garrett Wilson in his flexes. So I think it's probably going to be a close game, but I'm going to have to say Matt Jensen walks away here and eliminates Taylor Rosemeyer from the playoffs. Love it. Taylor, if you're listening, which I know you will, Eric's picking you to lose. I should have said, I'm picking Derek to win in my matchup. I cannot, from a Derek to a Derek, I cannot choose somebody right. else. So. Right, of course. All right, Jake, what's your first division of matchup? Uh, boys to men, a uh, matchup that I'm I'm keeping an eye on is uh, Nick Warner versus Eli Humphrey. Um, yeah, it looks like Nick Warner, you know, is projected to outscore quite a bit. But, you know, when I, I look at it, I, I don't see it. I don't like a lot of the guys on. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. It, it says that Nick Warner is supposed to score 153 points this week. I, I think it's going to be, you know, close to, you know, probably like 120 to 118 win. I think, I think Eli Humphrey has a chance to win this game, even though it's uh, lopsided. Uh, only reason I'm really keeping an eye on this game is Nick Warner is a buddy of mine. Uh, I'm in, um, through this, this would be like the third league that I'm in with them. So I like to see him suck and I uh, hope he loses this week. I love it. All right. I got the Hanson division. I have Brandon Bowles, who is two and three versus Tim Stokes, a previous guest of ours at two and three reason I chose this game, both teams, two and three, trying to get to that 500 mark to get back into playoff contention. One of the teams is going to put the other team way behind and in desperate need of some big wins moving forward. So Brandon Bulls is favored to win this matchup, but I am, and I will take his side too. He's got Geno Smith, who has been hot, Delvin Cook, Tyreek Hill, who's still going to get the work. He's going to have a healthy, well, a returning Michael Thomas, George Kittle, Hollywood Brown. And Tim, he's getting a little help. He's got Herbert Fournette, but he's getting help having Stevenson being the lone back in New England, so he, that will definitely help him. He's got Travis Kelsey, just came off an incredible four-touchdown game. Jeff Wilson, who we talked about. So I think it should be a good matchup. One of the two teams is going to be back in the playoff hunt. The other one, they're going to be in trouble. Eric, what do you got? I'm. Uh, did I say? Did I say I'm taking Brandon in this matchup? You did now. All right, nope. Brandon, I'm taking you. Sorry, Tim. All right, Eric, what do you got? I'm going to go to the One Direction division. It is. G Hest, whoever that is, okay. versus Chris Oberender. 
G Hess is two and three. Chris is four and one. I actually like the two and three team here. He's got uh, Tom Brady, and then he's got Nick Chubb and Brees Hall, two running backs, one that's on the big upswing, and then uh, the other one, Nick Chubb, who's number two on the year. Jamar Chase and A.J. Brown, George Kittle, who I know that we all love to hate, but he's still a stud. He's playing Atlanta, so he, he could very well go off. His flexes are pretty weak, though, with uh, Melvin Gordon or Zach Ertz probably being one of his better ones. Um, he's going up against Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, and Saquon, both questionable to play. Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Jacoby Myers, and Jeff Wilson, and Keenan Allen in the flex. So if Chris can have all of his guys play, I think he walks away with this victory, but it, he's probably going to be without three of uh, three of his stars. So having said that, I'm going to have to say the two and three team upsets the four and one here. Like it, Jake. I got a couple of big dick swingers here. Uh, I got uh, team Chad Olmstead versus team uh, P Volks. They're both four and one right now. You know, sleeper has them projected, you know, their points 145. 141 so it's it's real even um that i think the factor is for p volks uh, lamar jackson versus kyler murray you know they're each week you're going to see them projected the same amount of points but it's never going to be that much kyler murray just just not clicking for him and lamar jackson's going to get his points um otherwise their teams are are real equal real even but i think that'll be the factor what division are these Oh, Big sorry. Uh, from? Division LFO. LFO. All right. I got O-Town and I got two little dicks swinging at each other this week. And that's <laughs> the one and four Eric Barsh versus the 0 and five Keith Moore. A battle of must wins. Keith for sure is a must win. I don't think you get in the playoffs finishing under 500. Eric, you need a string of wins here moving forward. But enough said I already won. I do like Eric big time in this matchup. He's got Cousins, but I think where he makes up, he's got McCaffrey. He's got Fournette, Pittman, Sutton, David Njoku, who we talked about I really love, Chris Godwin, Hollywood Brown, and I do like Jacksonville's defense against Indy this week. So he's going up against Keith, who's starting Geno, who's he's been doing well, but he's starting Najee. He's got Saquon, Evans, Deontay, but yeah, I, I – Eric, I hate to say this. I think you get win number two pretty easily this week. I think you got at least a 30-point victory. Look out. Train's coming. Luckily, my predictions have been wrong so far this That's year. That's a for sure loss. Hey, yep. funny that you should bring that up. But, I, you know, I always go off this what I have written down from the past week, and I looked at what, like, my predict, predictions were for matchups last week, and I was right on every single one of them. So if I – if I'm giving you a prediction on what you're going to do this week, that that is actually what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, Eric. Good to your, know. Thanks, Jake. What's your final division? I am taking this. Is, well, I'm not taking. This is the Jonas Brothers division. So, Jay Vesperman. I don't know if that's part of the Vesperman Farms or if that's Vesperman or whatever. Jerry Vesperman. Okay, Jerry. The Vesperman. ice cream. Oh, okay. There. No. Versus Team Andy sure. Miles. We got a five and zero Vesperman team who is undefeated, taking on the three and two Andy Miles team. It's Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert. Um, Vesperman has Leonard Fournette and J.K. Dobbins and Cooper Cup. 
His wide receiver two is Marvin Jones, which is very ugly. And Darius Slayton is his best flex. Not sure how he's been 5-0. and oh. um, he, he is dealing with some buys with uh, Brady Cooks, but he hasn't been that good either yet this year. But 80 miles team with uh, Williams. Well, Jamal Williams, holy crap. I was going with the blank there. But Antonio Gibson, who has, looks like his role has been kind of taken from him too. Jarvis Landry and uh, Justin Jefferson. But his flex is with Kareem Hunt, Brandon Ayuk, and Mike Evans. I actually think this is an upset this week over the 5-0 and team. So I am taking Team Andy Miles. And I'm sorry if I sound kind of weird. I have a cold, so. Mm-hmm. All right, Jake, what's your final matchup? My final from the InSync division. This is a, a guy that uh, I've been profiling a lot because he's a buddy of, my, on my, of mine. But he also has been winning. He's also four and one right now. I've been predicting him to win this week, not so much. Um, four and one going against uh, Team Seaman Texmax. Is that right? Sure. Seaman Texmax. Uh, three and two. Uh, he's three and two. It, I think I think Mike Vonder runs into a a, a buzzsaw this week. Um, we got Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm not big on Russell Wilson. Don't care what he's projected for points, but uh, team Seaman Tex-Mex has uh, Stevenson from New England. I think he has a big week. A.J. Dillon, I think they're going to have to pound the ball against uh, the, the Giants That's- this week. Um, C.D. Lamb, I, he's going to have like two points. But um, Hollywood Brown... I mean, that's kind of going to even out. I think they'll be do it pretty good. He can, he does, he, right now he has his tight end spot empty. Uh, he does have Taysom Hill, though, to put in that tight end spot. I think that's going to be a big factor this week. Jacoby Myers has been getting a lot of targets. So, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think uh, Mike Bondier loses pretty handily this week. All right. I have the final division, and that's the Backstreet Boys division. I have the 5-0, and oh, Brett Adams versus the 2-3, and three, Tyler Leeser. And the reason I chose this matchup is because I think we have an upset brewing. It's going to be pretty close, and I think it might even come down to, dare I say it, defense. Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. Kamara versus McCaffrey. Miles Sanders versus Zeke, which I think both of them get shut out. Jalen Waddle versus Tyree Kill. Um, yeah, there's just not a whole lot, but where I'm going, Buffalo versus Green Bay. Buffalo's got Kansas City, which I think they'll they won't score much off that, but I think Green Bay can really get to Zach Wilson. I think Rashawn Gary can put up some sacks, potentially have a turnover, go for a tutty. I'm gonna say it's an upset. Tyler Leaser wins this week, but like I said, every week I choose wrong. So congrats, Brett. You're going six and oh. So that's it for our week six matchups. Before I do close, I did receive a text message today from somebody that's not even in our league who listens to this podcast. I didn't know he was a listener. This is from Greg Davis. If you're from Fenimore around the area, you know Greg Davis. He sent me a picture and it showed Patrick Mahomes and Troy Aikman next to each other. Mahomes has 166 touchdowns to Troy Aikman's Hall of Fame career, 165 touchdowns. He asked that I address this, being a Cowboys fan, and what I thought, and it's pretty simple. 
Troy Aikman is no Patrick Mahomes. Yes, Troy Aikman was a good quarterback. He was fortunate to play on probably one of the greatest dynasties, the greatest teams. I don't care who was back there. They were probably going to do well. Even Jason Garrett did decently well when he filled in for Troy Aikman. So I don't think Troy Aikman's even the best Cowboy quarterback in their league it's history. A different, so a different time and a different It's game a different too. time. So yes. Patrick Mahomes, you know what? By the time we're done, we're going to probably be saying having his numbers next to Tom Brady probably by – I don't know, late 30s, mid to late 30s. So Patrick Mahomes, he's just that great. We'll see once Kelsey's gone, you know. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Tyree Hill went. It's just, it's a total different day and age of the quarterback. Back then, it was smash mouth. I'm going to run the ball down your throat. Jerome Bettis, you know, like that day and age, defense is dominated. Nowadays, it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Let's just run around Lamar Jackson, throw the ball up in the air, throw touchdown. You know, it's a lot more running around and throwing the ball than it was than it used to be. Right, and you're probably only going to have 165 touchdown passes. He didn't play that long. He only played for what 10 years or so because of concussions. But when you have the all-time leading rusher on your team, probably not going to have to throw it that much. So. There you are, Greg. That's my take on it. Like I said, I don't think Troy Aikman's even the best quarterback in franchise history. So, all right, that's it. Cooper for, Rush, that's why. Cooper Rush, I don't even think it's Dak. I think it's the previous quarterback who just played on crap teams. Mr. Tony yeah. Rumble. Yeah, he was. Very underrated. All right, that's it for episode 11 of the Derek's Megable podcast. Thank you for listening. Send in your hate mail. We would like to get back to our listener mailbag questions. If you have any questions, reach out to us. Best of luck in week six. It's must win for some teams, a la Jake Smith. That's it. Good luck. Have a good week. And as a wise man once said, where do your mother? See ya.